0: Well, good morning, everyone. I missed you all last week. I feel like I've been gone a month, and it was one week. (laughs) But it wasn't possible for me to be here. Uh, Couldn't talk very well and had to be quiet, still supposed to be quiet. I did not know that stitches are wire. They're not thread. (laughs) I thought stitches were soft. They're not. They're sharp, and they poke. And that's why he didn't want me to be talking very much. But I'm much better today, and I thank you for your prayers. I definitely felt them. Thank you, sweetheart. I forgot my water, and I'm afraid I might need to um, have a drink of water. Yeah, that didn't come out quite right. Thank you. I'm going to... Speak about something that the Lord put on my heart this last week. Kind of an odd thing, maybe, you might think, as we're approaching Thanksgiving. But I think if we listen to the end, we'll understand. It won't be very long. But I ask the Lord to bless it and anoint it and move our hearts because of it. And because of this word... In his precious name. I also want to quickly say thank you to all those who served last week in uh, taking the service. And what a beautiful time. I listened to it on video and it was beautiful. And I appreciate everyone who was here to support and join in. So I'm titling this message, Pride versus. Thanksgiving. There's a driving force within each and every one of us that is stronger than anything else that as humans we fight against, and that is pride. It is an enemy of our soul, and it's one of the hardest things to eliminate. The Bible's clear that pride is not of God, no matter what you hear from the world first john two fourteen sixteen 16 tells us love not the world neither the things that are in the world because if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but it is of the world. The Message Bible says, don't love the world's ways, don't love its goods. The love of the world squeezes out the love for the Father. And that great and wonderful book, uh, Wikipedia, online sort of dictionary, if you want to believe that, it says, lust is a psychological force Producing intense desire for something or some circumstance, even while already having a significant amount of the desired object. Think about that. Whether it's money or power or any other kind of conquering prowess, even when we already have it, it isn't enough. The warning in 1 John, was not directed to heathens or non-Christians. It was directed to Christians. So perhaps, like so many of us, they'd become adept at ignoring their pride and sweeping it under the proverbial rug. It's usually easy enough for us to conquer the big sins early on in our Christian journey. We don't tend to harbor those things that are outwardly recognizable sins, murder, envy, hate, covetousness, even disobedience. But I know one thing. If we are not very prayerful before the Lord, we might, as these Christians were, choose to instead of rooting out, protecting our pride. Even when we find ourselves doing something good for others, giving or showing some form of service or benevolence, if, again, we are not prayerful before the Lord, we might even find ourselves doing that, with the motivation of pride in our heart, like Jesus said of the Pharisees. We know, of course, that God's word warns us over and over against a proud heart. For after all, it's what got Lucifer, the premier senior worship leader of heaven, kicked out of his role and severed the relationship with Almighty God. C.S. Lewis writes, for pride is a spiritual cancer. It eats up the very possibility, sorry, of love, contentment, and even common sense. A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as we're looking down, we can't see anything. That's above us. And the great missionary to South Africa, Andrew Murray, wrote, Pride must die in me, else nothing of heaven can live in me. Pride is always concerned with who is right. Humility is concerned with what is right. And finally, Jonathan Edwards wrote, Pride is the worst viper in the human heart. It is the greatest disturber of the soul's peace and of sweet communion with Christ. It is with only the greatest of difficulty that it can be rooted out. For pride is the most hidden, secret, and deceitful of all lusts. The Bible tells us about a match between a proud, arrogant giant, Goliath, and a humble young boy, David. One was fully blinded by and motivated by his own pride, and the other fully aware of his own limitations as he confidently said, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And we know how it all ended. The prideful Goliath was brought down by the humility and the profound faith of a young boy. Proverbs 16.18 warns us that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And Proverbs 18.12, before destruction comes, the heart of a man is haughty. But humility goes before honor. I want to share something the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart the other day. I woke up very early in the morning. And the Lord impressed me that these two things, pride and thanksgiving, cannot coexist in the same heart. Because the very thoughts of our heart, the actions that we carry out and our chosen allegiances will be ruled by one or the other. We might be adept enough to cover it up and fool some, but we cannot fool the greatest searchlight, the Holy Spirit. I've been asking the Lord. To help me focus on things for which I am thankful and not look at things that I lack. These things were mostly tangible. My home, my family, my lack of want for the basics of life, food and shelter and clothing, But on this early morning, the Lord spoke to me that there's so much more for us to be thankful for. And that if we focus on these things, it will drive pride out. Pride is related to me. What I want, what I need, even what I deserve. But Thanksgiving is entirely different. While it occupies space in our heart, it's directed above, and it's completely focused on Him, who He is. Psalm 119:137 says, "Righteous art Thou, O Lord, and upright are Thy judgments." What He's done. Psalm 86, 8 says, Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. And what he's promised. The book of Isaiah is so precious. Chapter 41 and verse 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God, and I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of righteousness. Even when our circumstances may bring us low, and sometimes they do, we need to focus on thanksgiving. For it will drive pride down the bible says we must decrease so that he will increase there are certain scriptures that i want to leave with you this morning that will help us to focus on those things just a few psalm 107 1 oh give thanks to the lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. I'm going to tell you a little story about that verse in a minute. I will give thanks to the Lord. Do his righteousness. I will give to the Lord the thanks. Do his righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Psalm seven seventeen. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. If you're wondering, what should I be thankful for? It says, in all circumstances, give him thanks, for this is his will. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, Philippians 4 and 6. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful, Colossians 3.15. I, above all people, know that this sounds so easy, maybe even a little bit trite, but I can tell you when I focus on him and who he is, what he's done and what he's promised, it drives that pride down and out. And he puts a song in my heart. He gives me blessed assurance in my soul and hope and courage to be brave in him. Some years ago, about 1990-ish, the Lord gave me a song. Just a little chorus, really, and I, I didn't like it. We sang it only a couple of times the Lord, when he woke me up the other morning, this song was in my heart. And I had to repent and say, Lord, you gave this to me and it's your word. And I didn't like it. I squelched the song because I didn't like it. My pride said, it's just a silly little chorus, kind of beneath my likes and wants and standards maybe a throwaway song maybe even a little embarrassing the song is based on psalm 107.1 that said oh give thanks unto the lord for he is good for his mercies endure forever and the song only has four lines and three of them are Oh, give thanks, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks, oh, give thanks, for he is good. Oh, give thanks, oh, give thanks unto the Lord Most High, for his mercy endures forever. You may have to think about tangible things for which You can be thankful this season, but I encourage you to refocus your direction because you won't have to think very hard. You won't have to search very long in the scripture to find the real reasons for which we can be thankful. And when we give him thanks, his word says he will cause us to do mighty exploits, Daniel 11 tells us. And the people that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. We have such an amazing father. Would you stand with me this morning? I I want everybody to search your heart. And if you are having a problem finding things to be thankful for in this season, let the Holy Spirit search light. Look around and look in the deep, dark corners and see. Maybe there's a little bit of pride stuck in there that we need to get out. Maybe we need to ask him to purge it out and help us to refocus our mind and our thoughts, our heart on him so that we can truly be thankful in this season. Pride and thanksgiving cannot coexist. And we know that it is a sin and we know that it does not belong to the Father It has no relationship to the Father, and we need to get it out of us. As I told you, I repented, and I said, Lord, forgive me about the song. I'll I'll sing it and play it any time Audrey wants to lead it. (laughs) It's, It's a little high for me, but she can do it very well because I don't want to let that Stop the flow of the Holy Spirit moving in me. Oh, I don't want that. And I know you don't either. Let's not look at the tangibles, but look at the real things, the true things, the righteous things, the judgments of God that are true, and be thankful for who he is, what he's done, and what he has promised. Father, I thank you for this word this morning, and I just ask, Lord, that each one standing here before us now, God, would say, oh God, search my heart. If there is a piece of pride in there that doesn't belong, I ask you, Lord, to help me put it down as I raise my hands and my heart in thanksgiving to you. And I refocus my eyes upon you, Lord. It will drive out the pride because I must decrease so that you may increase in me. Oh, Father, I thank you for this period of time that we can search our hearts and we can realign our focus upon you, Lord, and drive out any hint of pride in us. We ask these things, Lord, that you go with us this week. Be with each and every one, Lord, and let us have a wonderful time of thanksgiving and remembrance of who you are what you've done, and what you've promised us. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.